Hey everyone, welcome to episode 6 of the Analyze and Educate podcast. Uh, I'm Brody, of course, and first off, Happy New Year. Hope everyone had a, a good holiday season and New Year with their family and friends. Um, today we're going to start off with uh, an attack in Kenya that sadly killed a U.S. soldier. Um, first combat death of 2020. And of course, we're uh, not only praying with him, but his family as well. Um, the focus of this episode, however, will be on uh, recent tensions between uh, the U.S. and Iran that I'm sure you heard of. If you haven't, you're probably living under a rock, and I don't even know how you found this podcast. Um, but this one will be fairly short. Um, wanted to put it out um, sort of as, as quickly as I could every time. I sort of sat down to record this podcast. The situation changes um, rapidly, changing situation, very unpredictable. It could very well change by the time this podcast gets edited and put out on all the distribution sites. Um, but here it is, um, not as detailed maybe as our previous podcast, but again, wanted to get the info out, wanted to summarize everything for you guys. Um, So, you know, bear with me on this. Um, And yeah, of course, you could uh, you follow us on uh, Twitter at Analyze Educate. Um, You can find us on Instagram at the same handle. Of course, uh, get more up to date info on uh, Twitter and Instagram just because, you know, it takes time to, you know, sit down and kind of like write sort of a script for the podcast, edit it and put it out. Um, so if you want up-to-date info, follow us on, on social media, right? Where we've been posting about this stuff ever since it's been going on. Um, and yeah, with that being said, I uh, hope you guys enjoy the episode. Let me know what you like. Let me know what you don't like. Um, any feedback is appreciated. And, and uh, yeah, let's get into it. All right, so let's kick it off. On the 5th of this month, Al-Shabaab militants attacked a Kenyan military base called Camp Simba in Menda Bay, Kenya. It killed one U.S. soldier and two U.S. contractors. The U.S. soldier has now been identified by the Department of Defense as Specialist Henry Mayfield of 1st Battalion, 58th Aviation Regiment, 164th Theater Operations Group. This brings U.S. combat deaths in the new year to one, just five days in to 2020. Now let's get on to the tensions between uh, the U.S. and Iran, obviously the um, main purpose of this podcast. So we'll go back to the 27th of December. Uh Qatab Hezbollah struck U.S. forces um, in a base in Kirkuk, which is northern Iraq. They killed one U.S. contractor and injured five U.S. soldiers. Now, Qatab Hezbollah is a prominent militia in the Iraqi popular mobilization units, and that is basically a conglomerate of Iranian-backed and funded militias that fought with uh, Iraqi security forces in the uh, fight against ISIS. 
Um, so needless to say, they're an Iranian proxy, essentially. So on the 29th, two days later, in retaliation to that, the U.S. launched airstrikes on five sites that are used by KH, two of them in Syria, three of them in Iraq. Those airstrikes killed between 25 and 30 fighters, including one senior officer of the Iranian Revolutionary Guard Corps. On the 31st of December, New Year's Eve, in retaliation to the U.S. airstrikes, KH surrounded the Baghdad Embassy Complex, which is the U.S. Embassy in Baghdad. They breached the outer compound. They lit fires to the reception area, but were eventually repelled by tear gas and flashbangs, so it doesn't sound like any shots were fired. Um... Between 12 to 14 hours of uh, the initial surrounding of the Beck, 2nd Battalion, 7th Marines reinforced the embassy with 100 Marines from uh, one of their rifle companies. Apaches were flying air cover from the uh, 1st Battalion, 227th Aviation Regiment, 34th Combat Aviation Brigade. They were flying air cover over the Beck, um, mostly just as a show of force. Um, the event of them using live ammunition was highly unlikely. Um, that would have needed to be a dire circumstance. And uh, also in response to the siege of the Beck, one battalion from uh, 82nd Airborne's Deployment Ready Brigade was sent to Kuwait. That's about 750 to 800 soldiers. And that battalion came from the 1st Brigade Combat Team of the 82nd Airborne. Going into the new year here, on uh, 2nd of January, U.S. airstrike outside of Baghdad International Airport killed Major General Qasim Soleimani. Qasim Soleimani is the uh, commanding officer of the IRGC's Cuds Force, Cuts Force, if I had to describe it, if I had to compare it, it would be, um, uh, I guess, comparable to the CIA, but on a, a larger scale, right? So they're involved in special operations, um, uh, you know, sort of like indirect action, you know, um, for an internal defense, intelligence gathering, that stuff. The Cuts Force um, sends advisors, you know, in Syria into these, uh, militias, the PMU, right? So the Cuds Force is like the CIA, I guess, on a, a grand scale. Um, so this guy's a commander of the Cuds Force. Also killed in that airstrike was Abu Mahdi Al-Mundis, who's the, uh, deputy commander of the PMU overall, and he is the commander of KH, or shall I say was. Lastly, killed in that airstrike was Mohammed Reda, and he is the head of protocol affairs for the PMU, um, and he was actually thought to be one of the main planners of the embassy siege. Um, there are multiple pictures online showing him at the embassy, talking on the radio, clearly giving orders to the militiamen at the embassy. And among those killed also were, you know, other IRGC and PMU lower level officers. Next day on the third airstrike near uh, Taji Stadium killed six PMU personnel. 
reports suggest that was a senior commander that was killed in that airstrike, but that's unconfirmed. Um, and it hasn't been confirmed who launched that airstrike either, uh, but it was probably the U.S. Um, before I keep going, I should go back here. Um, the killing of Soleimani is a big deal. He is thought by many to have been the second most powerful man in Iran, right behind uh, Ayatollah Khomeini. Um, this is this is a big deal. This is a big deal. This guy is responsible for killing, I believe the figure is 608 U.S. soldiers in uh, in Iraq during the insurgency. Um, as commander of the Quds Force, which he commanded for 20 years, this guy funded militias and fought U.S. troops, um, introduced advanced IEDs that killed and maimed a lot of Americans. Um, guy's responsible for killing a lot of protesters in Iran. He's responsible for the killings of hundreds of protesters in Iraq in this recent um, round of protests that we've been seeing in the past couple months. This, this guy was not a, a good man by any stretch of the word. Um, but but this is a big, big deal. And if you if you follow us on, on Instagram or, or Twitter, um, we, we go into a little bit more detail on that, um, but I'm sure you've seen it in the news as well. If you if you listen to this podcast, I'm going to go ahead and assume that you keep up on the news to a certain extent, right? Um, but yeah, I mean, I just, I need to stress how much of a big deal this is. I mean, this is, God. Yeah, I, I don't really know who I could compare him to, but I mean, very, very powerful man that was, that was, essentially killed by some probably like E5 drone pilot sitting in Kuwait. So moving on. Also on the third, the uh, the remainder of the 82nd Airborne's deployment ready brigade was sent to Kuwait. Um, obviously a precautionary move after the, uh, the airstrike at Baghdad International the day prior. On the 5th, Iraqi parliament voted to call on U.S. forces to leave. Um, that resolution, however, is non-binding even when the Iraqi prime minister signs it, which he says he intends to do. It's non-binding because um, Iraq's previous prime minister actually resigned. So the guy that's it now... Um, Mahdi is his last name. I can't remember his first name. Um, he's the acting prime minister, and thus he does not have his own full cabinet. A resolution like this, once it's signed by a prime minister, requires an immediate cabinet meeting to decide basically how to go about enacting the bill. And since he's the acting prime minister, he doesn't have a cabinet, which makes this resolution non-binding and essentially... All it really does is send a message. They can't really do anything with it in a legal sense. Um, for that vote, uh, Sunni and Kurdish members of parliament boycotted the vote. Um, the vast majority didn't show up. None of them voted. Um, so Iraq, Iraq is a Shia-majority country, and thus the government is Shia-majority. Right, so I think this resolution passed 170 to zero. Um, 
and there are something like a 150-something combined Sunni and Kurdish members of parliament. But, of course, none of them voted. They boycotted the, uh, the resolution, right? So, also on the 5th, indirect fire targeted the Baghdad embassy again. Um, that attack was unsuccessful, but uh, indirect fire did land in the green zone, and there were some words on uh, casualties, but I haven't really heard much other than that. Um, KH warned Iraqi security forces to stay at least one kilometer away from U.S. troops at all times. Um, one can only assume that is in anticipation of retaliation for the killing of uh, Major General Soleimani. And uh, the same day, the U.S. deployed a rifle company from the uh, U.S. Army 75th Ranger Regiment and the 26th Mew, which is currently at sea on the USS Bataan. And real quick, let's lead into a break. We're back. So let's lead into uh, the 6th of this month, which was yesterday. So the Pentagon ordered six B-52s uh, to deploy to the military base at Diego Garcia. That is a base that the U.S. loans part of from the British government, and it is in or near the Indian Ocean. Uh, that base is historically housed um, long-range bombers, B-52s, B-1s, B-2s, as part of the uh, U.S. military's um, concept of the consistent bomber presence, right? Uh, B-52s from Diego Garcia were used um, during the invasion in 03 at the beginning, or maybe it was B-2s, I'm not really sure. Uh, but Diego Garcia is is a key military base, right? And sending B-52s sends a message to Iran. Also yesterday, the 173rd Airborne Brigade Combat Team deployed from their base in Italy to the Middle East. I'm not quite sure where they're going, um, but that is a U.S. European Command sort of um, Army Airborne Response Force. Right. And that brings us into uh, today, the 7th. So the uh, aerospace forces of the IRGC launched at least a dozen ballistic missiles at the uh, Iraqi Al-Assad Air Base in Al-Ambar province and a base that houses U.S. forces in uh, Erbil, which is in Iraqi Kurdistan. Um, there are unknown number of uh, Iraqi casualties reported. Um, no U.S. casualties reported. We, um, you know, like I said, 2-7 is, is our old unit. Still got a lot of friends there. Um, so, you know, we, we've talked to them. Everyone's doing good. Everyone's good at Assad. Everyone's good at the embassy. Um, so, yeah, thank God. Just, you know, keep them in your prayers for sure. <coughs> now, obviously, this is... Um, this is part of the revenge that Iranian officials promised after the uh, killing of Major General Soleimani. Um, Supreme Leader Ayatollah Khamenei was very clear that uh, revenge would happen. And after this attack, he did say that this is nothing, pretty much. This is just the beginning. Um, and both sides have stated that they don't want war, um, but there are no signs of the situation de-escalating. 
Um, yeah, I ran the state media claimed that like 80 <clears throat> U.S. forces were killed in the strike. Uh, that's obviously BS. But um, you go on our Twitter, we retweet videos, you know, you could see videos of the rockets in the air. Um, some guys posted pictures of the fuselage or fuel tank, whatever the correct term is, from these ballistic missiles up in Erbil. Um, a lot of a lot of pictures and videos going around the internet. Iran did announce that a, a second round of missiles would be launched. They didn't say when or where. They just said it's happening. So in response to all this, the uh, Federal Aviation Administration, is that it? Is it agency? Sorry. Not that good with the uh, alphabet agencies. Whatever. FFA banned flights over most of the Middle East, um, which is a wise move. Civilian flights, that is. I should specify that. Uh, six F-35s took off from a base in the UAE. Their destination is unknown. Um, that's probably just a show force to Iran. And here in the U.S., out of Hill Air Force Base, <clears throat> 52 F-35 Alpha fighter jets conducted an exercise all in a single wave in a shell force to Iran. And those fighters belong to the 388th and 419th fighter wings. It's, it's a lot of money in the air. I think I saw like $4.2 billion worth of jets in the air at a single time. But yeah, the purpose is to send a message to Iran. Um, God, this is where things really get crazy. So a few hours after these um, ballistic missile strikes, there was a Ukrainian 737 that took off from uh, Imam Khomeini International Airport, which is in uh, Tehran, the capital of Iran. And it crashed shortly after taking off, and all 180, 180 passengers and crew are thought to be dead. Um, we we shared a video on Twitter um, that shows a plane falling out of the sky um, in the middle of the night. Or I don't want to say in the middle of the, the night. It was like 6 o'clock in the morning, but it's still pitch black out there except for this plane falling out of the sky. Um you can see a crash in the distance. It's it's insane. Um, Iranian officials blamed a mechanical error, um, but of course rumors are spreading that uh, Iranian air defenses mistakenly took it for a U.S. aircraft and shot it out of the sky. Um, so I mean, we probably won't know what the real story is um, until at least a day or two from now. In response to the tensions in the area, and then, of course, this Ukrainian plane being brought down, India banned all civilian flights over Iran, Iraq, and the Gulf, and I'm sure other nations will, uh, will follow suit. And lastly, hours after the strike a 5.1 earthquake in the god i'm gonna butcher this the 
Bushehr province of Iran. Um, and that province is important because it houses Iran's first nuclear power plant. Um, so think of that what you will. And that's all we have as of right now. I wanted to keep this short. Um, again, every time I, I sit down and do this podcast, it, something else happens, you know, an airstrike kills Khomeini or, you know, they launch ballistic missiles at, uh, at U.S. troops. It's just the situation is constantly changing. Um, and, I mean, it, it could very well change by the time I even put this podcast out. Actually, I assume it will. Um, so, yeah, check us out on uh, Instagram and Twitter if you want. Like, up-to-date updates on the situation, you know. Um, I'll get a podcast out as fast as I can, but uh, Instagram and Twitter are much quicker. And that is all we have for now. Hey everyone, thank you for listening to this episode of the Analyze and Educate podcast. Like I said before, you could find us on Instagram at Analyze Educate, all one word. You could find me on my personal at Kirko408 on Instagram. You could find this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, anywhere you find your podcast, really. Like, share, subscribe, review the podcast, whatever you got to do. Spread the word. The support helps us out a lot. We really appreciate it. I hope you like this episode. Um, hit us up. Tell me what you like. Tell me what you don't like. Tell me what you want to see. You know, what, whatever you want to tell me, just hit us up. And yeah, we'll see you guys next time.